All right. Good morning, Joel. How are you today? Good morning, Ben. I'm great. How about yourself? Huh, it's good. It's Friday. It's a beautiful, beautiful Friday. So far, yes. It feels been, feels fantastic. Yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Yeah. But, uh, had a strong week of programming mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. great attendance. Great Monday got everybody. Participation. Monday got me, man. Monday yep. got me. Front squats and ab work, it just tore people up. Smoked my leg. My legs are still struggling, so I can't can't imagine those that uh, were able to go heavier, go faster. Um, so great job to everybody. But it's been a great week. The attendance's been awesome, and that and that always brings energy into the into the space. And we'll we'll chat more about that um, attendance and the freestyle program specifically. But mm-hmm. that's been great as well. Everything everything's been awesome. So we uh, we have a podcast we want to recommend this week, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan. Yep. Um, Gotta listen to that one, folks. Now. Let me be upfront in saying I don't like Kevin Hart. I didn't like. Let me let me rephrase. I didn't like Kevin Hart. I'm an asshole, and so Kevin Hart was somebody that I thought because he was so popular, I immediately resisted and go, oh, he can't be that great. Yeah, yeah. And that's such a douchey way to live your life. Like it's really not cool to just hate popular things. But ironically, you thought he was a douche. I yeah, I thought he was just making money. They like could be douche. Wasn't an artist. Didn't didn't really care. He was just kind of mailing it in. I would recommend you go listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a good message for everybody. It has an incredible, the whole, what was it, two hours? It was, two, yeah, two hours, two hours. Right and if you hours. go to YouTube and just do clips, yeah. do JRE clips. You'll find the clips. And you'll find the clips. And they do such a great job of like 10-minute clips, five-minute clips. Yeah. But man, he goes on some rants. He, like, if you think about it, that's one of like the podcasts that Joe Rogan probably didn't talk that much. I didn't see any ads for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine being that good at your job that you don't even have to hype when you have a big, big interview. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, half the time I don't see it anywhere. And then mm-hmm. I just find, I go, when did he sit down with him? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Kevin Hart, though. So, Joel, what, tell the people, what what was it that caught your ear, that got your attention on that? Because this isn't about Joe Rogan. And so, yeah. for those of you, and by the way, again, hating things that are popular is not cool, guys. So, if I have to learn a lesson, you can learn a lesson. Yeah. The man is good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but Kevin Hart specifically, kind of what what did you take away from that? Ugh, I don't know. There was like so much. Uh, one, for example, hating. That's that's a big one. Like his his whole thing is like trying to reduce the hate, and you have all these people trying to make him look like the bad guy. When this dude's really out there, like trying to promote connection between everybody, which is something we've uh, we brought up like way back, like way back, in, like episodes ago, where connection is what people need. That's what they need. That's yeah. That's what you need. You need to connect with other people. We're 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 a tribal organism. We need to rely on other humans. And his whole thing is trying to connect people all around the world to each other. Not just, not all this like, I'm on this side, you're on that side. Like we all need to be able to put our differences aside and be more, more human, more connected, and like discuss ideas and whatnot. And his his whole like put like I just I just wasn't expecting every all all that. Like it was just too much. It was, it was the, depth, the depth that he demonstrated was very, very surprising. He was thought out. He's a thought out person. He's very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing is I really appreciate I've, – I've said this before. When someone unprovoked brags on another person, yeah, yeah, man, that could pretty much get me to tear up. Yeah. Like if you sit here and tell me how great David is. Mm-hmm. David's in the building right now uh, getting to work. 
And if you just sat here and you just for no reason, I didn't ask, didn't bring it up, mm-hmm. and you just go off on like, man, that man works hard and he's fighting through his struggles and, and God, you got to admire that he nobody's struggling as much as he is and he's continuing to fight, not giving up. Yeah. That's that's such a warm and fuzzy because we're so critical and cynical. And yeah. lead, leader of the pack, leader of the pack, leader of the pack on that. And so, you know, they sit down and they start the interview and Joe Rogan talks for five minutes about how hard yeah. The Rock and Kevin Hart work. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like he can't stop. He's like, I feel like you guys never stop working. He's like, I, yeah. I look up to. There's only two people that work harder than me in this world. I feel like it's you two. Like, yeah. He was like, does does he really work that damn hard? Like, does he sleep? Does he sleep at all? And they were just. I mean, that that was the kickoff, and from that they had me. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going in on complimenting people, you don't have to. They get plenty of compliments on their own. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. Yeah. And when peers do it to each other. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's peers. even more special. It's when people who are on that same level are up there, like peer on peer. Uh, what do you call that? Promotion, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely. Know. Support, connection. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of humor in it, obviously, two comedians talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all forget that Joe Rogan's a comedian. He's a hilarious guy. Um, Been in for a while. But he, two comedians talking. But then they go, they go deep on some things, and whether it's interaction with fans, the downs and the ups of that. Um, mm-hmm. Hey! When are you gonna make a good movie again? <laughs> yeah, she had the crank window and everything. Um, the I mean the the invasion of personal space because of that level of human that they are in terms of fame. The guy that's that, when that I thought he was gonna wait outside the bathroom. Yeah, he's right there. He that's, got what he got. He's too big for me to say. Let me see your phone. Yeah, some some of these some of y'all people are crazy. Like let these famous people be people. Yeah, so trying to swarm them. Well, I think it's our worth. Our worth is what picture we can get. Yeah. And so they talked to that, which is interesting. But what what really Did he got bring up me autographs? They brought up autographs. Yeah. Like that's that's something I Joe haven't was heard like, about when, in forever. Joe was like, "When was the last time you signed an autograph?" And Kevin was like, "It's been a while." Yeah, but like you haven't. No one's really thought about how autographs aren't a thing anymore. Like, well, maybe in the sports world, but like, yeah. let me have your autograph. No, it's like, cro- it's crossed my mind. You don't. Take mine. You, you would never ask for an autograph anymore. Yeah, I've never, I've never. That's never crossed my mind. Because what would you do with it? Nobody even knows how to write anymore, so they would mm-hmm. look at them and be like, "What scribble is that?" Yeah, no one carries a, Kevin Hart. No one's carrying a marker or a pen on them. Yeah, no, people don't do autographs unless you have like memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe sports jersey. Sports are really sports. You still see it, but I still think it's only on memorabilia. You don't really see like, "Hey, I got a card." Yeah, I think people want that proof. Yeah, they want that proof that I was there. The selfie is the autograph. Yeah, selfie is the autograph. That's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's still those like companies that like verify autographs and like. It's real. Yeah, and like this. <laughs> That's is not, handwriting. This is worth twelve thousand dollars now. I see his fingerprint. Or is right it just kind of like, ah, eh, we don't have enough business. Um, That's a tough one. But when he got into why he works, it's in 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 it. It was. I was wondering if they're going to go into like the desire for more, like yeah. material, mm-hmm. but it was more like about purpose. Yeah. Like, it's what he's here for. Yeah. He's not here to be done. Mm-hmm. He's not here to rest on his laurels. He's not here to say, oh, I've achieved all I need to achieve. I could retire now. Yeah. He's here because he wants, he works, he works his ass off because that's what he wants to do. Yeah, that's his, that's his purpose. And they talk about The Rock doing the same thing, having that same mindset, Rogan having that same mindset. Because, mm-hmm. man, they, they all have that FU money. They can be done. Oh, yeah. They yeah. could put it on the bank. They could be done. Yeah. And they're. But you, you and all three of them have in common? They all three came from nothing. Well, and that was... I think that's a big thing, too. That was kind of the last thing I was going to bring up is that fight from nothing. And no, what, is, in, yeah. what does that mean for people that don't come from nothing? Not going to naturally be hard workers. 
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be more of an uphill climb. But that's so that almost seems insensitive. Yeah, because you don't want to label everyone like that. Well, it's not even that. It's if I come from money, mm-hmm. and I go, Joel, entitlement. I came from more than you, so my life is harder. That's a weird thing that's, to say. That's a weird thing to say. That's a weird thing to say. Sounds like a privileged thing to say. You don't even know what struggle is because <laughs> you, you're not from the cut of cloth that I'm from. What? That's a weird thing to say. I don't get it. But I, had you, a, I had an ice sandwich the other day. But if you... If you Just ice and bread. If you... Stop. If you, <laughs> this is a joke. This is a joke, folks. Um, <laughs> if you remove social, social justice warriors, if you remove outrage <laughs> culture, truth. then... If you remove the the initial, like, you're not allowed to say that, re- po- political correctness, which mm-hmm. is my favorite thing about Rogan is the removal of that yeah. without being insensitive. Like, you cannot be politically correct and still not be insensitive. The, and then you can have a real conversation. Yeah. It's not that it's easier for someone with nothing to, to be inspired to work hard. It's not easier, okay? It's not easier. But there's more resources for motivation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't want to be here again. Yeah. Was Hart the one that... No, it was Rogan was the one who was on welfare. I think this was the Shapiro yeah. conversation. Yeah. They were so on welfare, on welfare, but they didn't want to be on welfare. Yeah. And so they he saw what it took to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And he's he feels ashamed for being on it and he talks about his family not being okay with it and wanting to get out of it. And they then they use Adam Carolla as an example of his parents lived on welfare happily. Mm-hmm. Like had no intention of ever getting off of it and how Adam Carolla used that as the motivation to never want to be there either. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. And then Kevin Hart came from nothing and talked about looking back on that and never wanting to be in those positions or wanting his kids to be in those positions and not wanting the future to be in those positions. But he also brought that back around. Like I have to make sure they know what working hard is. Make sure you know what, what it takes. Like all this shit isn't given to you. You got to work for it. Yeah. Yeah, like people aren't always gonna like you and stuff like that. Yeah, and Rogan kind of finished with like the most interesting people he knows often come from nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They often have those stories of 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 nothing, and yeah. so very inspiring conversation, very motivational conversation. I'm yeah. excited to see what he does with all his heart companies and everything he's doing with that. I'm now a, a Kevin Hart fan. Uh, based on on kind of learning more about him, and I think it's a very uplifting conversation that y'all should listen to. Again, do the clips if you don't want to sit for the whole. Or uh, you also don't have to listen to our straight. You know, thirty minutes here, ten minutes there, whatever. That's what I do. It's a free flowing conversation. I think it's really really inspiring. I mean, anything else on that? No, no. I think we can wrap it up there. I think, okay. I think that was good. So this week, let's go ahead and get the serious one out of the way. It'll be a little roundabout way to get there, but what else would you ask of us? So this week, Miranda launched the uh, Feed the Wolf podcast, which can be her pet project, and uh, she's recording on Monday or Thursdays right now, and we're releasing on Monday. So right now, it's only on Podbean, iTunes. It's in the store for approval. Once it gets approved, we will share that link. Feed the Wolf podcast is going to be a mentality podcast led by our very own Miranda Demark, talking whoop about. Whoop common issues that she comes across in the athletes here as well as in her own life Uh, we're really working on her kind of exposing her vulnerabilities for the purpose of growth in herself and in others and so we posted 
two episodes so far. Third episode will go up this coming Monday. The first episode was on growth in relationships. The second episode is on negative self-talk. And the episode on this coming Monday will be about the rules we live by, meaning the rules that we've adopted through childhood that we may not realize we've agreed to. If you were in our book club last year and you read The Four Agreements, a lot of similar conversation we had around that. So look forward to that. Now, the reason I bring this up, Miranda is a strong woman that feels convicted to lead other women towards strength and help them navigate the world that women have to deal with on the daily. And one of those things is unrealistic expectations on body image and self-confidence and things like that. Now, Miranda has has a face you want to talk to. People have been sharing with her to a higher degree than most coaches would get shared with in their first month or two. Mm -hmm. People are opening up. Um, very quickly to her. Oh, yeah. And this is really powerful. It's And it means that we hired the right person. And um, it means that she's making herself available and making herself approachable and demonstrating vulnerability so that people feel comfortable demonstrating vulnerability to her. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. So if you haven't met her, you need to get in here and meet her. She's amazing. Now, something that I was so excited, man. Uh, yesterday, well, we're closing up. Uh, I was up here. It was my Thursday. be with her on Thursday afternoon. And so I'd worked out with 630 and we're closing up. Yeah. We start chatting about some of the conversations you've been having. And the reason I bring this up, it's going to tie to our conversation about freestyle. Mm-hmm. I watched her blood begin to boil and it excited me. It excited me because I think when your blood boils, you are on something that people need to hear about. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be doing an emergency podcast on the Black Style podcast next week. Um, probably release it Monday about this will not be feed the wolf this will be black wolf untitled right here where you found this podcast (sighs) specifically addressed to women we're going to kick off a program we're going to call it the strong woman project Uh and it's going to be about eating more food and working out less Uh. because miranda demark is about to punch holes in my walls Every Uh-oh. time she hears about women eating less than a thousand calories a day Eesh. and working out three hours a day, it's driving her insane, Jesus. folks. It's driving her insane. Driven us insane for a while now, but we're boys. What do we know? Y'all don't listen to us. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got a strong woman that's living the life you want to live. And when she tells you to stop that shit, I think you should listen. Yeah. Nutrition challenge is a big one. It, that, was, that was always the case. Hey, you need to eat more. Always. This much? Are you crazy? Yes. Are you crazy? You're eating nothing. So the Strong Woman Project there you go. is like going this. to kind of work in tandem with the, the Savage Body and Mind Challenge that will kick off April 29th and run through May 31st. That'll be a five-week nutrition and lifestyle challenge run by Joel, myself, and Miranda as a team. You'll be assigned to a team. You'll have a coach, and you'll get feedback twice a week. We'll weigh in. We'll do photos. We'll do measurements, and we'll check in uh, each week for five weeks. At the end, we'll, do, we'll weigh out. We'll measure out, and we'll do photos, and you'll get that sent to you, and we'll see what progress you make. We always have great results during our five-week challenges, but go, folks. we are now going to double down on mentality, on mental health through these challenges because Miranda is having too many conversations where it's, what would you eat today? I had an apple and I had a salad. <laughs> oh, okay, so you didn't work out. Actually, she knows they worked out because they just got done with class and they're about to hop into freestyle. Okay. What are you doing? And I told her. Working backwards. We're working backwards. Going backwards there, folks. Well, look. We've talked about strength gains. You want to get stronger? Rest. Yeah. Hit it hard three to four days and mm-hmm. rest. Like if Joel told me, hey, Ben, 
All I want to focus on, I want to get as strong as I can. If my conditioning suffers a little bit, I know I can get that back quick. So I just want to get, I would tell him he's going to lift the shit out of some heavy ass weight three to four days a week. And he is going to do not a damn thing but eat the other days. Woo, that's it. That's how you get stronger. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how because you, your muscles have to recover. You mm-hmm. beat the hell out of them, but then you rest. Yeah, you have to rest. Okay, and refuel. And refuel, absolutely. And none of y'all refueling. Your mm-hmm. muscles, if you're trying to burn fat, okay. Now we're looking at the metabolism. We're looking at metabolic function. It requires the same stuff. It requires fuel. Your metabolism can't. The furnace cannot burn without fuel to burn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starvation does not mean fat gets thrown in the furnace. Mm-hmm. Starvation means that fat is stored. Your body wants to hold on to it because it goes, oh, man, we're in a famine right now. Yeah. We're in a time of scarcity. We better not use this unless we have to. Let's save some energy. That's it. How do we do that? And so even if you're being more active, meaning I went to CrossFit at 430 I went to, or 530, and then I went to freestyle at 645, even if you're being, and I ran this morning, Jeez. ran this morning, and then I did these other things, or I ran after I got home, all your body's doing is going, I'm not going to let you perform as well as you could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so the mm-hmm. workouts you're turning in are less than they should be. Mm-hmm. So a seven-minute workout takes you 10 minutes. Something that should have been 135 is 95, stuff mm-hmm. like that, okay? And you don't look any better. And what's more, what you forget is you don't feel any better, which should be the priority. Mm-hmm. How you feel should be the priority because how you feel is what you live with and you're aware of every single day. How you look, you're only aware of when you put your clothes on, when you get out of the shower for those moments. And how you look, if you feel good about yourself, how you look tends to fade from focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is only when we don't feel good about ourselves that then we tie it to something arbitrary like our physical appearance. And guess what, man? You heard body dysmorphia? There are men and women that look fabulous, like everybody would agree. Yeah. And maybe not literally because everybody can complain. So yeah. There's always that one guy that's like, yeah. not my type. Okay. But the majority of us would be like, damn, he or she looks amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go home at night and go, I don't like this part, and yeah. I don't like this, and I need to lose weight, or I need yeah. to get bigger here. So we cannot tie our value to our appearance. Okay, our bodies, well, I think it was, and I'm going to get him confused, but I think Miranda talked about in our first interview that your body is the least, how you look is the least interesting thing about you. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I meet Joel, and sure, initially, I go, well, damn, boy's got some muscle. But then once he speaks to me, I no longer care about that. It's his personality. It's what I can get from him in our conversation that matters. Mm -hmm. So if he rolled up to me and he was a little bowling ball of fat, Maybe I'd say initially because I'm an asshole, but damn, the guy's a little chubby. But then as soon as he is awesome, I'd be like, I don't give a shit that he's chubby. Yeah. Like, he's the man. Like, this is my boy now. It has nothing to do with how you look. How you look is the least thing about you. I believe that came from Miranda's interview with me the first time. Go check that out on the Black Wolf Untitled podcast. Yeah. Adriana Morell talked about the same thing. Body dysmorphia issues, eating disorders. So go listen to that podcast as well. We've covered this because it is the eternal struggle, specifically for women. But men can deal with this as well. Okay? Yeah, and it could also happen on the other side. Those that are obsessed about counting or not hitting their numbers and they just beat themselves up because they're short here and there. Like, oh, I need to eat more of this. I need enough of that. I got to remain this this body fat percentage. Checking the scale way too much. We get married to the wrong ideas. We forget the intention of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We forget that 
It's not about the numbers. It's about how the numbers – the, the reason you have those numbers is because those are supposed to be the ideal numbers for you feeling your best. But now you've given up on caring if you feel your best because all you're worried about is the numbers. So really, is being anxious about your numbers worth it? Now, if you're cutting yeah. weight, if you're going to nationals, it does matter. You know, we had a coach that was literally going to nationals. She she needed to be married to her numbers. She did it. She did the damn thing. And she knew how to do it. She was taught how to do that. And when she was crazy, she would come in and be like, where are you at? And she'd be like, oh, I'm a little crazy today. Like she was, she, she, she was aware. She was very aware of today's not a good day. Like today, yeah. I, I'm, I'm carb depleted, and so my head's not there. She knew how her food affected her. And so if you, and you, you don't have that experience. You don't have that experience. Yeah. You should not be eating like a weightlifter unless you're a weightlifter. And I mean someone that's training for a weight class, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't cut weight. Like, ugh, we have to understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the Strong Woman Project, what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate women that eat more food and train less. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put them on Instagram. We're going to preach. We're going to tell their stories. We're going to brag about them. And we're going to talk about how awesome we're going to be as vain as hell. be like, look, look how amazing this woman looks. And she eats 1,700 calories a day. Where are you at 500 calories? Mm-hmm. Look how much weight this woman's lost. And she eats 2,000 calories a day. Yeah. Where are you at 500 calories? Yeah. For those that don't know, Miranda once ate 4,000 calories a day. And that woman is four feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. She's not really short. Like, what, 5'3"? 5'1"? Around there. 5'3", 5'2". Me as well. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Five, five. Five, five. Five, 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 six on a good day. Okay. I have no idea. So she's like five, two. Five she's two. like five, two. She's little. Little. 4,000 calories. Yeah. I've never eaten that much. She, I mean, well, I mean, not counting. Counting three. I guarantee you've gotten 4,000 calories in a day before. Yeah, probably by accident, you know. Not by accident. You just didn't, weren't counting calories. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. get one of those binge days. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm pretty sure. A little bit hungry today. But when counting, 3,000 was like, oh, okay, this is. Sort of manageable. And that was great. 3,000 was amazing. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I have a, I have a dream. I have a dream of getting back to eating about 3,200 calories a day and, and working out four to five days a week. And maybe I'll use the Strong Woman Project as motivation because I want to be an example as well. Mm-hmm. I undereat daily. I eat 17. I average Ugh. I average 17 to 2,000 a day Jeez. without counting. Just if I, if I don't try. Yeah, sounds um, like cu- that sounds li- <laughs> but I'm six feet tall and I weigh 225. Mm, that don't that don't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That don't make sense, folks. Well, but but okay. So, so think about it. What have I struggled with? Think about it. I I've struggled for so long now with not having energy to work out. Mm-hmm. But I've also that entire time been eating seventeen hundred to two thousand calories. Mm-hmm. And then lack of sleep as well. And waking they, up early and whatnot. All the stressors of not sleeping enough. Cortisol levels get jacked up if you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, starvation can cause stress hormones as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when i'm eating like you j- there's not it's not a mystery why you just said when you ate 3000 it was great yeah it's great man when you eat enough fuel you feel unstoppable you become unstoppable you literally do i mean you you run through walls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i still remember we had an athlete here she was a very consistent member of our 5 a.m she's now you know what i'm proud of her she's proud of her she should shannon when Shannon was here, she's coaching at Tough Mudder now. Um, still yeah. doing CrossFit, but I think she's actually she, – and she's still teaching, I believe. She's killing it. It's really fun to see her grow and, and kind of embrace her passion for fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check her out at Tough Mudder. By the way, Precision Gym Maintenance, cleaning Tough Mudder boot camp every two weeks now. 
So way to go, Stephen Olivares, building a hell of a business there. It's pretty amazing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you can't say enough about that. But Shannon, when she was here, she was probably consistent. She was not under-eating, under-eating. She's eating about 1,200, 1,300 calories. She, she jumped on a challenge, and we bumped her up. I want to say it was 1,750 or 1,850. Mm-hmm. So a big jump. Big jump. Big jump. Okay. That could be another meal. And this was a woman that was already working out consistently, going hard. She's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? She got herself a six-pack. She started lifting heavier, mm-hmm. started moving faster, started yep. sleeping better. Started providing fuel for the vehicle. She did it all herself. She did it all herself. But she all she needed was someone to be like, it's okay to eat more. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what you could actually do. And she did it, and she never looked back. And this was not a small woman. This was not. I'm not talking body weight because that's one thing I don't feel comfortable. Even though we should be able to say body weight, you should. Whether she's 115 or 165, she's neither of those. Doesn't you should say, damn, she looks good. She looks proud. That doesn't matter. So we need to get off that body weight stuff. But this is not a woman that was 105 pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I, I think I looked up to her. This was a real woman. Literally, like. Okay. And so there's no excuses. This isn't like when I say 5 a.m. went fast. You go, well, yeah, Jerry's a good athlete. You you rationalize you not going fast. There's no reason for you not look up to this woman and be like, I am you and I can be you. Okay? She should serve as an example to you. Mm-hmm. She increased her calories by four to 500 calories. And she was already eating a lot compared to most people. Yeah. 1,200, 1,300. If you got that as a food log for first week of food challenge, you'd be happy as hell. Yeah. Because yeah. we're used to 500 calories. Mm-hmm. She was already eating a lot. She added 500 calories to it. Okay? She added what most of y'all are eating in a day to her diet already. And she lost weight. Lost. Lost weight, got fitter. Didn't do two a days. She only trained in the class. She came four to five days a week, okay? And she worked all day as a teacher. Lost weight, looked awesome, lifted more than people in the class. Why can't that be you? It can be. Which brings us to, we'll get off our soapbox on the women for a second, because Miranda's going to get you with that. Freestyle. Freestyle's been great. Freestyle's been great. Freestyle's been great, but some concerns. A little, little, little bit, little bit. Now, logistically, the concern is that there's just simply too many people in a class mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the space is not big enough, and also that's supposed to be a more intimate class in the first place. Yeah, and we don't have front desk people right now, and so like capping a class is difficult. But yeah. clearly, that's what we're gonna have to move towards. Mm-hmm. Second thing, can you please explain to me why your CrossFit workout wasn't enough? Now, I'm not gonna say. Every once in a while, it's not okay to do more. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a few people that are doing more mm-hmm. too often. Too often. I don't know about you. When I do a workout, I don't want to do anything else afterwards. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to hit it. So, like, like if you want to go do some curls, that's fine. Yeah. Some accessory work. Like, you want me to go get my heart rate back up? Mm-hmm. That's counterproductive. Might be working backwards again. So, I think we're going to need to create a kind of education program on... When is it appropriate to get over there? And when is it not? Yeah. And there are yeah. days. There are CrossFit days where maybe there are, it's a longer, slower workout. And so then you want to go get some hit in. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like there are days it can make sense. Yeah. But there are days I watch people go and like, did you not? So now I know you mailed it in over here. Yeah. Like, why are you not still on the ground? Yeah. We're going to have to address that. And y'all need to understand that, that more is not better. Yeah. Okay. And. It also goes against the CrossFit methodology. More can be worse. The whole idea is to prioritize intensity. And I can think of, I know who does too many two-a-days. 
And there's some of our good athletes that do too many two-a-days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're also the people that have not gotten better. Yeah. Even if you're still top of the class, kids, I don't give a shit. Are you ex- like accelerating beat past everybody else? Or are you just kind of hanging on? And those of you at the top that are doing those two and three days, you haven't been getting better. You haven't been getting better. Still the same faults, making the same flaws, making the same issues, taking on the same issues in your movement. And your intensity hasn't changed. So I want to impress upon you the necessity of doing less, but doing less with more intensity and more focus. It's virtuosity, Mm -hmm. okay? Doing the normal exceptionally well. Like, let's take on our workout today. Today's workout's a good example. Fives Mm -hmm. in the overhead squat. Mm -hmm. And then a workout that literally could take you four minutes. I like me some overhead squats. Hell yeah, you do. So... If you can challenge yourself on the overhead squat, then a four-minute conditioning is all you need. Yeah. yeah. Now, where there might be a caveat, and there's no fitness tonight, so they don't have the, the option, would be if I'm not – if there's technical inefficiencies in my overhead squat, mm-hmm. you know, if I spend 25 minutes practicing, that's still great because we forget about the neurological pathways that need conditioning the same way that you physically need conditioning. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have to get reps in. And so even if you get stuck with a PVC pipe for the 25 yeah. minutes of squatting – you still are getting a degree of conditioning. Yeah, you're learning. You're teaching your body something new. Absolutely. So there's still exhaustion attached to that. I want to encourage you to do less and be shocked by the progress you make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've seen it everywhere. Man. You want to train for a half marathon? Run less than you think. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You ran faster? That's really cool. You want to get stronger? Lift less than you think. Less often. Yeah, yeah less often. <laughs> you, you still got to lift, lift heavy. And you got to be consistent, but lift less often. Oh, you got stronger. Crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you weren't breaking yourself down too much. It's Hemingway's, you know, stop before you're done. Like it's it's everything. Like everything is about do well, less, but do it better. Yeah. <sighs> Moral of the story there. Do less, but do it better. Put more intensity yeah. in it and stop burying yourself. Mm-hmm. There is no badge of honor for I drove myself on the ground for three hours, three days this week. Yeah. That ain't it. Yeah. That ain't it. Okay. You know what makes that sound bad? Okay, how'd you refuel? Well, did you actually sleep afterwards, or are you up all night? Say, if you're training three hours, you better be sleeping like a baby. Yeah. And I don't mean like like you make time. I'm saying like you shouldn't have a choice. Your body ought to be like, all right, bedtime. Yeah. If you're busy at work, you do not need to be busy in here. You know, like that's another thing. People are swamped at work. Then they want to get something in here done, and then do more on top of that. Julie Starrett, productive at work. Julie Starrett talked about it. I forget Kelly Starrett, Mobility Wad, his wife Julie Starrett, who's equally as influential. She talked about in one of her interviews. I forget who she, who's in. Maybe it's Kalipa, but she was talking to somebody, and she said straight up, she goes, "If I sleep four hours, I'm not training that day." Yeah. Because it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. She's prioritizing her recovery. And this is a woman that is, one, married to the biggest movement guru in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, how does the body function? Kelly Starrett. Go ask him. Yeah. Okay? And two, again, on her own, she's an attorney. For This is a woman that's educated and, and prides herself on education. She's mm-hmm. launched the Standing Desk Initiative. She's responsible for a ton of classrooms having standing desks now. This is a woman doing stuff. And so this is a, an intelligent woman talking about, in her own life, a woman that prioritizes performance. She's a, she's an Olympic-level kayaker. Oh, shit. Olympic-level kayaker. Okay? She says, if I sleep four hours, I don't train the next day. Hmm. What about you, kids? Are you an Olympian? But you still train the next day? Who's got it figured out? 
Gotta get it in. Make sure the signals are being sent. If you th- if you're training three hours and you go home and go straight to sleep, cool. But I bet what happens you go sh- go home and your body doesn't shut down. I bet your eyes get real big. You start shaking. You lay in bed. You're like, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. But you train for three hours. How can you not be tired? Yeah. Oh, I'm a superhero. No, you're not. You're broken. You're broken. <laughs> so yesterday, I went exploring. We were riding around for hours. Like, I knocked out when I got home. Like, I, I couldn't believe how the time I woke up from what I thought was going to be a small nap, I was just so tired. I was so tired. I was like, okay, well, I just need to eat and then go back to sleep, I guess. There you go. I was so tired. On my bike, it's constantly pedaling as well, so that doesn't really help. It's not the most convenient day-long ride bike, but it's nimble. It gets me places. I could jump it off things and not worry. Not the point, but I was so tired after that. Yeah. I was done. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Active recovery, folks. That's how it should be. Go explore. So, yeah, get out. Use your fitness outside the gym. Yeah. That's important, too. All right, we can get off that now. Please yes. take that to heart, though. Examine your life. Yeah. Are you doing more harm than good? Yeah. You deserve your best life. But if you make these dumb choices, if you get if you get tricked into chasing the carrot of more is better, you don't deserve your best life. You deserve the mediocre-ass life you got, okay? So keep that in mind. Don't, it's a, it is daunting, man. It is scary to eat more to lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's scary because you're like, this is counterintuitive. And it could be equally scary or intimidate. It's not scary. It's difficult to, like, is it that important to be scary? But, like, it's scary to think if I do less, I'll be a better performer. No, it's, I think that's more confusing. It's confusing. Scary. It's just confusing. Like, what, how, does that, how does that even work? It's hard, to, it's hard to trust. It's hard to trust. Where did we learn that more is more? Like, where, where, was, where was that taught? Well, that's what everyone thinks. It's, it's marketing. It's, it's excess. Think about work. We're more efficient than we've ever been, yet we still work longer hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As as automation came in, we should have started working less. Yeah. But instead, it was like, oh, no, you can just produce more in your eight-hour shift. Yeah, and, and so, that's killing people. And now, and Figuratively then, and literally. And then think about money. More money's better. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. don't stop. Don't You never have enough. Um, marketing. I You know, if one, like we sell T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is if you buy one shirt, you probably don't need another shirt. Yeah. But we need them to buy more or else we can't sell T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like more is just everywhere. And I think you then adopt it in every aspect of your life. You assume more is better. Um, but it's weird because we don't think more sleep is better. It is a weird one. We, that's, don't, think, we don't think more, more that vegetables. That should be the easiest one. More vegetables is better. Damn. It's interesting how we apply it. But that's that's just humanity. It's just kind of our flawed brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's overstimulated. And so we get drawn the wrong Areas of focus. I need this. I need that. I need this. I can't do this without that. I need that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, look mm. at binge watching. More TVs, better. Mm. Man, I, I, I've been watching. So exciting news! Billions is back. Billions is on Showtime. Um, Paul Giamatti's in it. It's a pretty interesting show. Season three. I forget what season we're in, but uh, it's come back up. But on Amazon Prime, I have the Showtime package, and it gets released once a week. Mm-hmm. So I can't binge watch it. Yeah. It's better. It's way better from the time I managed, but also like absorbing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and we sure. talked about that a little bit, but yeah. like absorbing you, it. You like, binge watch, you miss things. It's way better, man. I've been watching the Marvelous Miss Maisel at one episode of time. I will not watch two in a row. Mm-hmm. And I'm th- I'm unpacking it and thinking it, thinking about it and processing it. Just one episode at a time as well? No, or? it's it's because it, I'm behind. Okay. You're exercising some, some major exercise discipline. Self-control major self-control there but we just i think we've been we've been conditionably more is better and How so are each episode 
It, it is it like the 45 type? It's 45 the four, yeah, okay. I think it's like it, it'd be an hour with commercials. I think that helps because when you got the smaller shows, it's easier to binge watch those. Which is, I'm telling you, that's where the future is going. The shows are going to get smaller. It's difficult access. to watch The Office one episode at a time. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, just one more won't hurt. Oh, just one more won't hurt. Well, and then bad. we talked about second screening it. If you're watching your phone, you don't even feel like you watch an episode. Mm-hmm. So an Office episode's 20 minutes. And if I'm looking at my phone, I spend 10 minutes on my phone, 10 minutes watching, mm-hmm. you know, overlapping. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh, I just watched 10 minutes TV. I need another episode. Yeah. But then you do 10 and 10 again. And so, I, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. But mo- the more is better thing. Gluttony. It's gluttony. It's gluttony of the mind. It's gluttony of everything. We're, we're, we're gluttonous in, in our consumption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also greedy. We want more. And, it, and it's we think that just applies to money. But uh, like, uh, I caught an episode of Hoarders. Not the whole thing, but I caught a piece of it. Man, that is some serious shit. You've had a very discouraging week of TV. Yeah, and I don't. That's why I don't watch TV. That's why I stick to YouTube. My goodness, this lady had a mansion and it was full, a mansion, and she didn't want to get rid of anything, like shit that was clearly like no use. I could use that. <laughs> oh, you know what? That that's in, that's still in good condition. Man, that has mold on it. Oh. No, no, it looks good. Keep it there. God, that how, is. But how different is that mindset from I need to work out three hours? Well, I mean, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna yeah. look back to. Like, how different is that? It's not. Yeah. Like the clutter is like your damaged body. We differ by degree. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like, don't think you're better than that person if you're stuck thinking more is better. Mm-hmm. You're you're just a hoarder in a different way. Yeah. I have to hoard activity hours. Mm-hmm. Such a crazy thing. So let's get on something uplifting. So yesterday you went on a bike ride around town. Yeah, yeah, yeah With yeah. one of your buddies. Yeah. And that was kind of an escape for you. And yeah, it was It's great. something you really enjoy. You enjoy riding your bike around. Mm-hmm. And so, skateboards. because I posted last night, I did a 2000 piece jigsaw puzzle Ooh, by myself, got it done so in four days. And yeah. so while working, like wasn't like I had four days off. Does jigsaw mean anything in particular? Yeah, I think that it used to be cut by a jigsaw. It used to be oh, okay. wood okay, okay. and it used to be cut by a jigsaw, oh, okay. but it just, it's those interlock. It's a yeah. puzzle. Like what you think of as a puzzle. Yeah. I post on my Instagram if you want to go check that out. It's a big dizzy puzzle. It's it's really it's really cool hey, looking. Hey, did I'm sorry. Quick interruption. Puzzles. Let's not forget that. Did you know that there's a Steamboat Willie Lego set? I feel like I, I've not. It's, seen it's it. nine. I think it's ninety or eighty bucks. Jesus, I, Legos are expensive. But okay. they have a they have a Steamboat Willie edition. Legos are expensive. I think I may have seen on Instagram, but I've not okay. seen in person. I went, yet. I went to the Lego store. Gallery. Just, just yeah, yeah. Just it's, to walk in. It's pretty cool. It's so cool to walk in there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I just, get, I just get happy looking at all the different things That's, you could just it is, mess it's with. It's really cool. And they have, like, different categories of, like, architecture, Hogwarts, Marvel. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm thinking about expanding. I, so I have the Hogwarts castle in there. Yeah. I was thinking about getting the extension to that and getting the whole set. I think my favorite thing would be the, the tech, the tech, 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 not tech. It's The ones that they kind of do more stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be my favorite stuff. Yeah. Like they have like maybe the motors you could actually crank and watch. I think the Bugatti one you could actually crank that motor and it actually the pistons actually fire. There's a I wanna say the Lego store oh where were they? I saw it in the blog. In Orlando maybe. There's a life size Bugatti. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Made out of Legos and it mm-hmm. drives. Real slow though, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, I sure think yeah, because it's not an engine. It's a yeah. it's a it's a Lego motor. Oh, okay. It's like electric. Yeesh. It's that got took Lego forever. brakes. It's gigantic. That, that took forever. It's gigantic. But, I mean, you know, Legos are fine. Legos connect to puzzles because, one, Legos mm-hmm. are puzzles. Yeah. But I I'd, I'd posted 
the picture, and yeah. I, I I admitted it. And I was like humble brag because every time you post on Instagram, you're humble bragging about something. Like mm. you literally be like whether it's like I got a cool shot or like look at my dog or look what I'm doing. Yeah, it's usually social at me. media posts are bragging. Like no matter, stop pretending. Mm. I'm doing it for the betterment of society. No, you're yeah. not. You're not. You're doing it to make yourself feel better, and mm. that's fine. Let's just agree. So a little humble brag. Yeah. Hey, I did this. Want someone to see it? But it the a big motivating factor was. I was taken back by how much I was able to shut my brain off while doing it. One night I worked for six hours. Just on the puzzle. Didn't mean to. It was a Friday night yeah. and I worked for six hours. That's a, I don't know. That sounds like quality, quality sign to me. The black wolf is in the building. But anyways, so I, I wanted to ask. And <laughs> so for pieces. you, like I've never had that escape. I've never been able to shut my brain off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been able to shut my brain off. The puzzle was the first thing. And I I posted and I ended with a question. I was like, what do y'all use for an escape? Mm-hmm. What do y'all use? Because that's what hobbies are supposed to be. Yeah, Hobbies aren't supposed to be work. Hobbies yeah. are supposed to be things that you're able to focus your entire mind on that does not relate to what you normally yeah. focus your mind on. an escape. So some of the things that we recommend, Janai, I think, said guitar. Yeah. Jay said video games. Um, Janai said drawing as well. Or painting. But she said, don't stress about colors. Think more about shading. Because I think that's... That's very interesting. She said that. And there was a few more recommendations. What works for you? Like, what do you use for that escape? Um, it honestly could be a number of things. I mean, I could have easily taken You do seem to do a better job of this. It seems like something you've worked, you, you've done a better job of staying in touch with. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I like, anything that's going to get me out the house and act, I can't always say active because there have been nights where I've hung out with friends on the weekend instead of going out to a bar we would do puzzles yeah and I'm talking about like last year end of last year like was the yeah. last time I did that I I really enjoy puzzles and I cracked a joke with you about the last piece the other day my, one of my tactics you know we'll talk we'll, we'll keep that secret we'll keep that a secret pretty, pretty easy to predict what you do yeah anyways don't be shocked the last piece is missing when Joel's around <laughs> oh here goes the last piece guys wants to feel very finish special. the puzzle wants to feel very <laughs> special uh, I don't know any I could do anything like I'll, I'll kid, I could even you're play you're acting like when you Uno. put a piece in and it starts to glow yeah, yeah, yeah. And like something uh, comes out of it <laughs> just lights up where's the last piece right here Joel watches too many movies yeah 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 not really I'm just kind of. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy the getting out of the house thing a lot and doing stuff like biking around or skateboarding. Uh, one of my goals is going to get out so early that I catch the sunrise on downtown. Like I've been not like yesterday. I kind of use yesterday as a as a way to scope out where I want to set up and like maybe catch the sun bouncing off the buildings. Because uh, we even rode through downtown. We were at Buffalo Bayou Park. We went to. We were in the Heights. We were all over the place, just riding around. No, no direct, no, no specific location to go. Just, hey, let's go this way. Hey, let's go back that way. Hey, let's go this way. Hey, let's ride around this way. Um, but I've used that lately for sure, as one as as one thing to do. Uh, but if you would have seen my story, maybe was it last week? The week before? You know, it was the week before last week. Two weeks ago, I was drawing. That's cool. I was drawing again because uh. I just want. I used to do that a lot. It used to be one of my favorite. When I things. hired you. One of the inter- when we talked in the interview. You, yeah. You talked about liking to draw. Yeah, that was one of the things I brought up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this, and it felt so. I don't know. It's a better word, but childish, because I haven't. It's that's the last time I did it when mm-hmm. I was young. Like, 
It, it took me back, and I was like, I oh, really well, I appreciate say, so this. So childish in a bad way, or childish in a nostalgic? This feels it's good. Nostalgic. Like, yeah, it was good. It felt good. I think that's awesome. I think because awesome. I was still thinking about like other things about that I had to do. I was like, let me just focus on this. Like, just let me embellish. Like, just focus yeah. on the drawing. So itself. what do y'all focus do? On like, the we want to know what do y'all do for escapes? Because if no other reason, I need ideas. I need mm-hmm. ideas because I love the feeling. Again, first time I found it since blacking out drunk eight years ago um this is my last blackout i should say that's a way to shut your brain off if you get drunk enough your brain won't stress you out yeah um and now eight years later i don't have access to that so puzzles what yeah puzzles for me i mean legos and puzzles are definitely a focus right now but uh as we said legos are expensive so if we could find something else they are expensive. that would be crazy expensive like goodness gracious i mean i really need about a hundred bucks to get anything i'm willing to do yeah yeah, they're, yeah they're i'm not there. interested in 40 bucks 20 yeah. bucks mm-hmm. if i can be done in an hour i don't want it like i need yeah. something that's gonna take a while to get yeah. done yeah to come back to that's it um, that's what's fun i think the day before the day or days before i actually house sat for brian and kelly she had a huge puzzle on their dining table and it was like half their dining table and it wasn't finished. Yeah. Their dining table was pretty damn big. Huge. And this was a black and white puzzle. That's oh, the next that's what you gotta try. Go. The black and white ones are hard because I mean I, you, yeah. you usually rely on color, like, oh let me put this color where that Abs- color is. Absolutely. I think you'll enjoy a black and white uh, puzzle. That sounds ch- that's hard. Those are those are challenging. That black and white puzzles. Hard. Puzzles are low key fun. One day, I think it was a Saturday night, I did a puzzle with my sister and uh, not the youngest one, the middle one. We just did a puzzle together. Just like and it was it was unprovoked. Like I was like, Are you doing a puzzle? She's like, Yeah. Oh, her boyfriend was there too. Like, yeah, yeah, just hop in. I just sat down. And I was like, I'll put a puzzle here and there. Yeah. And then before I knew it, I was all in. Like, just like, oh, this one right there, this one right there. Yeah. Right there. Hey, give me those. Stop hoarding pieces. <laughs> I think anything that gets the mind engaged is where you're gonna find a fun little hobby. Anything that gets you like where you have to think. Yeah. Where you can't you can't do anything else but focus on that one thing. Like. Yeah. The other the other thing I'm thinking about is reading fiction. I haven't read hey. fiction in a while. Nonfiction, I can draw to the business too quickly. Mm-hmm. Like almost yeah. any nonfiction, you give me, give me, like war history, and I'll still talk about business as a battlefield. Like yeah. I can draw. I mean, literally, you can use the art of war to to design your business. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. And so, like any nonfiction, I can make too many connections and think about work. Yeah. But I think fiction would be another one where you're getting drawn into the story. Do you have any idea of a, like a category, a genre? No, because no. all I'm comfortable with is like classic fiction. But I'd like to – I'm going to try sci-fi. I think sci-fi would be the way to go. I'm going to try sci-fi because Ferris used to talk about that a lot because it, it said it kept your mind, like, really creative Yeah. because it's all creative. It's yeah, such a creative uh, process, and you have to visualize. I think sci-fi would be the way to cool. go. Cool. So let us know in the comments whenever you catch this what y'all do for an escape, what hobbies. Do you have hobbies, or do you struggle like me? Do you not? Do you not make time for them? Maybe you need to quit training three hours a day and spend an hour and a half of that doing a hobby. Um, that would be more productive use of your time. So – uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we got the nutrition challenge or Savage Body and Mind challenge starting April 29th. We got the Strong Woman Project. We'll, we'll announce that Monday, this Monday on uh, this podcast. And then you also have Feed the Wolf right now on Podbean, but it will be on iTunes once it is approved. That is Miranda's project. So check that out. Um, Joel and Miranda are here this weekend. Yep. So come say hi to them. It's be a good weekend. And um, I don't know. That's all I got. You got really quick. Is Amanda in this Sunday? Okay, so Miranda or myself this this Sunday. Got it. Got it. All weekend long. Miranda Panafit and Joel. There we go. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. That's the podcast. See ya.